About what? Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, this is About What. I am one of your hosts, Ty, along with my co-host, Justin. We're going to have another special guest join us later on. So, am I your co-host? you my co-host? Are we dual co-hosts or dual hosts? How does that work? I consider this kind of like flying an airplane, that somebody has to be the main pilot and then the other one's the co-pilot. Although, I don't know who's necessarily flying this plane. It seems like, I mean, what, what are you when the plane's on autopilot? Well, I think sometimes, you know, it might have more to do with subject matter to who's flying the plane. Mm-hmm. And since we've kind of, you know, one thing we've gotten away from is doing at least the last <laughs> several episodes, we've gotten mm-hmm. away from uh, discussion on, would I say a, a particular movie or a particular event yeah. that happened in the sixties. And this wasn't done on purpose. It, it was done out of pure, uh, because we've both been so busy. Yeah. I mean, we just haven't had time to, mm-hmm. you know, do all that. Yeah. So if those of you that enjoy tuning in for movie reviews, this is one of your episodes. Yes, it is. We're going to do a movie review. On Days to Confused, like we said last week, yep. um, this show does not fall in the 60s. It falls in the late 70s. Yep. Uh, it was filmed in the early 90s. That's right. Um, but there are some 60s cars in it, so we let that yep. pass uh-huh. as a 60s. Well, not to mention that a lot of the 60s high school culture, I mean, when we did American Graffiti, you're going to see a lot of the a lot of similar trends or similar activities. You know, it is, yeah. you know, we don't want to get to it right now, but yeah, until we have our guest here, but it is very similar to American graffiti in a not so innocent way would yeah. be the best way to put it. it. Exactly. This is a little less uh, Ronnie Howard and more Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> which, which actually makes sense though, because that's kind of what happened. Like we've talked a number of yeah. times is the naivety dying and, yeah. and things changing. But anyways, mm-hmm. what, what have you been up to this week? I haven't uh, spoken to you much. Uh, this has been a big week of change for me. Has it? Yep. I'm uh, currently in the, um, in the process of changing positions, um, I had two really good job offers in this last week. One of them within the present company that I'm with, another one from a, diff- a different company, a new company. And I'll tell you, this was not an easy decision to make. It's been one of the toughest decisions I've ever had to make because they're both good jobs. They're both equally good positions. Did you, uh, so have you made your decision? I have. You're going to stay with the current company? No. You're going to leave the company? I've decided to leave the company. And the reason why is uh, I'm going to try this other company out. And if, uh, as long as I leave on good terms, I can always go back to the company that I'm presently with. Well, I guess that's good. Mm-hmm. Good thing. What, what were your main factors in deciding between the two jobs? Uh, 
actually physical mobility, getting up and moving around more. Instead of being Instead, a lazy ass and yeah, sitting, sitting at, a desk. at a desk all day and just letting my heart slowly fatten up until the point that it stops ticking. Yeah. It will stop ticking at a point. Yeah, I'm just, you know, trying to prolong that, I guess. Well, that's what we're all trying to do, right? I mean, yeah. as soon as you're born, you you start dying. Exactly. And we uh, all die a little sooner than we anticipated. Would you want to know when you were going to die? Did we talk about this before? I, we have. I don't know if we talked about it on air, but uh, I would. Would I'd, you? I'd like to know. But if you found out that it was soon, would you then regret knowing, or would that even make you... I think it would motivate me to make the most of what time I have left. Yeah, that's kind of what I agree with. Now, if you found out you were going to die when you were 112, let's say... Yeah. I'd probably live more dangerously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you'd probably get a call at some point. Okay, yeah. uh, you've altered that a yeah. little bit now. <laughs> The drugs, yeah. the food, the yep. the, the wild the skydiving, yeah, yep. skydiving, <laughs> the rock climbing, everything. Is, yeah, uh, we didn't say that was solid for sure. You've no. changed the future, you dumbass. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this is Marty McFly uh, altering the future, and all of a sudden, his dad is a world famous novelist that is rich, and Biff is out polishing the car. Yeah, yeah. That always. Um, you know, on who played uh, Marty's dad was Crispin Glover. Yeah, on the first Back to the Future, and I guess mm-hmm. you know I don't even know why I'm bringing this up, but he thought he was so popular in it that he asked for more money than Michael J. Fox to be in the second movie. So he's not in the second or third movie at all. That makes sense. There is a character uh, in Back to the Future Two that looks like him uh-huh. that comes into the house and he's Basically hanging just upside doing an impersonation of him. Yeah, and they don't really show him up close. No. So. I don't know if you remember, he comes in and he's in yeah. his back. He's, yeah, it's like uh, almost like what we do with zero gravity. Uh, or uh, uh, What do they call those? Zero gravity. The chairs. Chairs, yeah. 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 Where you can, or an inversion table. Where other you, other than it's a yeah. hovering one that can take him places. Yeah, exactly. So he maintains full mobility, but he's upside down. So you'd never get a really good look at him. But his mom's still played by Leah Thompson and. Yeah. All of a sudden, we're reviewing Back to the Future and Back to the Future 2. <laughs> well, I think that would be a good one to review at some point. I mean... Absolutely. There's it, no nothing wrong with that. I mean, filmed in the 80s. Well, 85, I believe, was mm-hmm. when the first one came out. Yeah. And then I think 90 and 91, Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. was when 2 and 3 come out. Now, of course, yeah. they still were in 1985. Yeah. That. Well... Uh-huh. Not and just 1985, Michael, 1885. And Michael J. Fox still looked exactly the same. <laughs> Even though I'm sure he was probably, what, 25 when they made the first one and 30 when he made the second. Yeah, but he always had yeah. that child. Yeah. Uh, not child. That's a wrong way uh, to put young it. Just kind of a face. baby face. Yeah, baby you know? face, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would say Back to the Future, the first mm-hmm. one especially, yeah, um, is definitely in my top 10 favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The second one, pretty good. I'd probably mm-hmm. put it in my top 50 movies. Yeah. Not the, as good as number one, but yeah. Yeah. A, a decent follow-up. The third one probably wouldn't hit my top 100. Yeah. I liked it all right, mm-hmm. but in... It, it had some really good moments, but overall, they were milking the franchise. They, they were yeah. milking it, and I didn't feel like it was a good end, and I thought it had yeah. a little too much comedic... Yeah. 
a little too much tongue in cheek throughout. Yeah. It. yeah. Other than, you know, the part where uh, Doc is drunk. Yeah. And which we've compared to you before. Right? Yeah, exactly. Where, you know, how much has he had to drink? Nothing. He just Nothing like holding it. He's just sitting there holding it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he finally does drink it and it pertinent kills him. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you know, I didn't mean to go off on that little side tangent. Yeah, but so I, uh, flipping uh, the table, what's been going on with you this week? Well, I want to tell you one thing, though. Yeah. Congratulations okay. on the new job. Oh, thank you. I wish you well in it, mm-hmm. and I'm glad it's not taking you away or yeah. anything like that. But... And if uh, if it doesn't work out, then I'm sure I'll just go crawling with my tail between my legs right back to the present position that I'm in. Well, Because they're always hiring for there. Well, I don't think they're any different anywhere else, to be honest True. with you. I think if you're a person that's willing to work, mm-hmm. can show up to work on time and show up yeah. to work every day mm-hmm. and do a mediocre job, yep. even at the best, mm-hmm. I, I don't think getting hired nowadays is too tough. I mean, yeah. when I was running the company I was running before I mm-hmm. you know, retired to run my own home business, um, that was probably one of the toughest things for me was employees. Yeah. Um, I had some good employees. There's no doubt about it, but mm-hmm. I had plenty of employees that I didn't want working for me, but yeah, I had been through the interview <laughs> process plenty of times and had plenty of people there mm-hmm. to know that, it, you know, and maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm not a great interviewer, but people well, that seem decent never turned out decent, but, you know, then again, sometimes you really just need to get a warm body in there, regardless of how capable they end up being. Yeah, and you can yeah. you can get lucky. I mm-hmm. mean, you get lucky every once in a while, and the guy turns out to be a really good worker. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I also had a lot of people there that were good workers yeah. for the first few months they were there and then turned into piles of shit. Yeah. And that, know, that's pretty much how I am. Well, yeah, yeah. but you're constant. Yeah. And consistently a pile of shit. And you're not yeah. too smelly of a pile of shit if I am to give yeah, you a little I'm bit of a... Kind of like that um, that pile of shit that's been sitting out in the yard throughout the summer, so it's all dried up and crusted. And, yeah. Has yeah. a few crayons in it. Exactly. It's not, not a freshly laid Now, this one. is dog shit, right? I would assume so. Okay, because, yeah. I mean, if it's human shit and it's been sitting out in the backyard... Yeah. Then my mom's been around, right? Yeah, it okay. just brings the question why there's human shit out in the backyard. But yeah. But anyways, to answer your question, you know, not not a lot's been going on. We've mm-hmm. we've been busy, as you know. We sell car parts mm-hmm. for not just regular car parts, but muscle car parts, more That's in particular, right. classic car and truck parts. And I've yet to figure out when the busy time of the year is for. For for my business, because, you know, going into November and December is always busy for Mm -hmm. online sales and things like that. But our kind of stuff doesn't really fit that type of bill as gifts and and things like that. We we see, you know, most people get their cars out in Mm -hmm. the early, you know, late spring, early summer. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of when we're the busiest. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess that makes sense because that's uh, tax return season. Yeah, that yeah. too. And, you know, and it's just generally warmer yeah. everywhere and it's where people are working on their cars. But then it's hard for me to know because as long as I've been running it, um, which primarily has been the past five years, mm-hmm. um, I'm always in build mode. You know, we're always creating new listings yeah. and, and 
you know, putting more and more on our website and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's hard to tell how much is a, you know, residual effect of more work we're putting in as mm-hmm. compared to, you know, just busy and yeah. not busy time of the year. I, you'd almost have to mm-hmm. come to a dead stop and let it sit for three years to see, yeah. you know, comparative month over month, you know, mm-hmm. but, but we've just been busy shipping, you know, and it, it's luckily I have my wife and my, kid to help me because mm-hmm. there's no way i could do it myself and those those guys do an amazing job so well, that's good but it just seems like you know and I, I don't know does it seem to you like since the pandemic you know mm-hmm. since spring of 2020 basically yeah. when that all got going it, to me you know that's been almost three years ago and it's been like a flick of a wrist since then i mean it's like mm-hmm no times went by but it's been three years yeah it yeah time stood still but it also flew by right yeah it was yeah. strange because i remember when we were obviously working mm-hmm. at the same place at the time yeah and the first of april or whatever when it was really coming down we thought okay we're going to be kind of under lockdown for three or four weeks mm-hmm. everything will get it back to normal and we won't worry about it but yeah. it still isn't back to normal no and well, uh, maybe it is maybe this is our normal possibly i know that um like we've had a couple of things that have factored in over the past uh, couple of years uh for instance there was a supply chain problem where we yeah. had ships sitting out off the coast of uh, la uh, just waiting to get their containers unloaded but there wasn't enough people to unload them yeah exactly so yeah it's yeah. and we, we faced some supply issue problems mm-hmm. too luckily we had enough uh enough manufacturers we were dealing with to kind of you know swivel around a little bit and try some other product Mm -hmm. when we couldn't get some so yeah i mean and i guess that's kind of the cool thing about the business that you do is um you're not dependent on stuff being imported from from china or from overseas well we Uh, certainly are to a certain degree but most of, uh, well, at least a couple of your main suppliers are made in the USA. Yeah. And I, you know, I try really hard to, uh, you know, because I'm an avid car lover, as you well know. And yeah. I, and, and there is still a little pride building to the USA mate. You know, I'm into the old GM cars and mm-hmm. everything that come on those cars in the 60s and 70s was yeah. made in America, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't. You know, some of it still is, but I, I think that it doesn't exist. And I think that's because of the condition of the workers, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because anything made here and this, you know, I think the standard white man isn't a very hard worker anymore. I think mm-hmm. everybody, I think they beat it into everybody's head for so long that you go yeah. to college, mm-hmm. you become a lawyer or a doctor. Yeah. And that's what you do, you know, and I think our physical trade jobs mm-hmm. have really went to shit. Yeah, we've uh, gone in the realm of uh, academics and away from the trades. Yeah, because not in craftsmanship. Not everybody can be a lawyer and a doctor. And I I wish, but schools don't teach that. Mm -hmm. They teach that you're going to go to college. Yeah. And you're going to become one of these high profile jobs. But unfortunately, Mm -hmm. that's only a small percentage. And then the other thing to hit on top of that is the fact of slave labor in these other countries, you know, across seas. Mm -hmm. I mean, when they can take that same alternator that costs us $25 to make here because we pay our people well Mm -hmm. and treat them well for the most part, they can make it for a dollar over there because they're only paying them 50 cents a day or whatever, you know? And 
that's unfortunate. It, it's too bad that at some point in time, laws weren't placed on the imports. Mm -hmm. But, you know, everything we have now, I mean, if, if our importing from China and Taiwan and mm -hmm. India and all these places were to quit, we'd, we'd shrivel up and die. We would, yeah. I mean, we don't... We're, we're too dependent on a world economy, really. We really are. And, and yet, I, the, the, the world as we see it, things are changing. They're, they're, it, it seemed, I don't know that it's necessarily leveling out or evening up. Um, because I mean, still, if you're overseas, you're getting paid pennies on the dollar compared to what people who are doing the exact same job. Well, I th I think in you know yeah. in East Asia, yes, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sure in factories in Germany mm -hmm. and England and you know well, yeah. the better part of Europe, it's not quite yeah, that we, way. We, we are pretty well speaking of Asian countries, you know, yes, like India or uh, yeah, Vietnam, China, uh, the Philippines, you know, yeah, which is you know, uh, Pacific Island country, but yeah. Well, so, you know, you go back a number of years, 50, 60 years and everything, innovation, products mm -hmm. being built, everything for the whole world was coming out of America. Yeah. What's our big export now? Um, Facebook. Yeah. Um, e, uh, social media. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you even look at TikTok. That's yeah. huge right now. You mm -hmm. know, that it's funny to hear the differences between TikTok in America and in Japan and China. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They use it for educational purposes over there. And they, yeah. they have like strict time limits of how, what time you can be on it, depending mm -hmm. on your age and things. And yeah. it's kind of like when we talked last time about the food, mm -hmm. um, how you go to England or basically anywhere outside yeah. of the States and their food doesn't have all the preservatives and things that ours does. And yeah. you would think that we would have more pride in that and more concern about the people. But mm -hmm. the unfortunate part is probably where the big money here is in, uh, you know, medicine and, mm -hmm. and in doctors. And it, it's so unfortunate because those people prosper when we stay sick. Yeah. You know, and that's a problem. And I don't know how you fix it. Um, I'll tell you that, uh, the way other countries seem to have fixed it, we are really resistant in this country. Uh, we don't want a, a nationalized, uh, socialized healthcare system. You know, that word gets thrown around a lot, socialism. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing that's really confusing or maybe not even confusing to people because they don't take enough time to understand it, but we live in a socialist country right now yeah it just depends on what you're speaking about mm -hmm. right yeah certain things are socialist yeah we're, we're fine with a, a socialized fire department yeah we're fine our police department police department yeah uh what what about your uh your retirement yeah social security social security medicare mm -hmm. you know everyone's fine with these things but it's like certain things are a step too far for for yeah. for them you know and I don't really get that because I think you can have socialist programs mm -hmm. without being a socialist state. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and that's obvious because we do. Yeah, we do have, I mean, some of them are good and people say, well, they're, mm -hmm. you know, it's just kind of like, you know, we know people that we've worked with before that are now living off the system. Right. 
Sure. And that system is a great system for the people that need it and to yeah. get people back on their feet. And I think that's mm -hmm. what we need. Yeah. It's just like there needs to be something in between the oversight on that to say, okay, now we're going to place you in a job and mm -hmm. you know, you're getting no more of it. This, well, yeah. the programs need to be there to get people off their mm -hmm. feet, not to keep them off their feet. Well, and not every job needs to be privatized and driven purely by the capitalistic uh, motivation of greed. You know, uh, we've it does. You mean it doesn't, but it is. It, it is. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be that way. And we we do this with like government jobs, right? State jobs, uh, city jobs. I mean, garbage workers uh, that collect for uh, waste for the city, they get paid. You know not based off of how many cans they can pick up in an hour. Uh, they get paid the same yeah, uh, because uh, they just have a job to do to empty our garbage cans for us and haul it off to the, to the landfill. But there is bad to that too, because when you get people that, you know, you've got 30 people in here mm -hmm. that get paid the same job, you pick what job it is. Yeah. And there may be 10 or 12 of them or whatever mm -hmm. that would do a stellar job, but they're not going to yeah. go the extra mile because mm -hmm. Joe Blow, that's a piece of shit at the bottom. Yeah. They're going to say, well, he's getting paid the same I am. Why should I go the extra mile to mm -hmm. do anything? But then there's other people yeah. that it's in their, it, you know, their pride mm -hmm. won't let them do anything, but do a good job. That, uh, that perfectly describes my wife. Well, I, I think that Who, describes I have spoken to my wife this week. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's it's, it's good. I uh, I enjoy uh, collaborating with her and our discussions. Well, I you know from what I know that does describe your wife, but I think that describes you and that describes me as well mm -hmm. because you know I think of the company we worked for before. Mm -hmm. We busted our ass for them. I yeah. mean, I I was there early every day, late. Mm -hmm. every night for the most part you yeah, know exactly worked weekends worked from home and it, you look at it now and i've sat here and thought why why did i why yeah. didn't i spend more time at home with mm -hmm. my family why didn't i do this why didn't i do that yeah. but i think it's because the way i do things is i i want to do them well for myself not for yeah. anybody else but mm -hmm. for myself and you yeah. were you were the same way exactly. you know you i take mean pride in it because when you put your stamp on hey this is a job that i've done that reflects on you well and and that's kind of the portion of you know if you're thinking somebody's looking mm -hmm. back at you and you want them don't want anything to reflect poorly on you but also i have it just built into my mind i don't want to be a piece of shit to myself either you yeah. know and and so that's a lot of it yeah you know and you were the same way i mean how many times did mm -hmm. you stay late because you were finishing things up you know sure. and, and most people you know, they could be in the middle of something. It didn't matter. Mm -hmm. Five o'clock hit. Yeah. They were going home. Yeah, exactly. They will drop it and leave. And right in the middle of it, well, the customers stand <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Half the time, the customers <laughs> stand there thought they just went to the back to help them yeah. and they didn't come back, which, mm -hmm. which reminds me, my wife and I went to dinner last night and we were the only people in the restaurant. When we went, there was uh, two other tables that were there and mm -hmm. they left shortly after we got there. We we're the only people there. And there was about four waiters and a manager, and mm -hmm. we finally got our food. It took about normal time, not a mm -hmm. big deal. But I'd had my, by the time we got my food, our food, I had my soda drank, and mm -hmm. they wouldn't refill it. They didn't come see us. We got done eating, and we sat there about 25, 30 minutes after 
we're waiting done. For well, the all these, it, it became kind of almost a joke because these people, mm-hmm. all these waiters were walking past us and I, they're yeah. kind of cleaning up to go home, I guess. Mm-hmm. The manager walked past us, you know, our drinks are both completely empty. Yeah. We're sitting there twiddling our thumbs mm-hmm. and, you know, we didn't have anything better to do. We were happy yeah. to be together, but it was. But you had plenty of money in your pocket to give a tip. We did. And, and guess what? How much I give? I'm sure it was still a pretty decent tip. No. 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 I I use my tip meter. You know, I go in, I know I'm going to give 20% no matter what. Yeah. If it's stellar, I'll give more than mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But if I have to wait and wait and wait simply because they're too busy bullshitting, mm-hmm. as the time ticks down, so does my tip. That's right. Yeah. And I don't feel bad about it at all. You shouldn't. You know, I understand people are... Um, and I take this into account when we go out to eat and stuff. Mm-hmm. I know it's hard to find people. Sure. I know they're busy. You know, if they're super busy, I get mm-hmm. it. I, yeah. If they make a mistake, I get it. I don't care. It mm-hmm. doesn't affect the tip at all. But yeah. when they're doing nothing but bullshitting with each other mm-hmm. and not even so much as looking at us. Yeah. Th- there's a, a change going on in the restaurant industry, though. Yeah, I'd say. Where, well, where some restaurants are going away from the tipping uh uh, culture and just saying, Hey, you don't need to tip. We've, uh, factored the tip, uh, into a living wage for our servers. So the money that you give, uh, with your final bill, your final bill's probably going to end up being higher, but that also compensates their, uh, their wages rather than saying, well, these guys will make tips or they'll make up for the lost wages in tips. You know, that's a tough one for me because being the service industry Mm -hmm. as it is, right? In that case, it kind of goes back to that other thing. You can end up with somebody that's a complete pile Mm -hmm. of shit. Yeah. And you're still going to pay the same, right? Exactly. I don't know why. Which is is my problem because I always uh, tip based off of how attractive the person is. So, sorry, fellas. There's a lot of, there's a whole slew of waiters and not waitresses in my past that have gotten stiffed. <laughs> so you won't even give him the tip. No. <laughs> because I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not attracted to him. Well, I think the service industry, you know, most particularly in restaurants and things, I think they should get paid a good living wage sure. anyways. Yeah. That shouldn't be figured into the cost and well, like we're paying. I, well, this whole thing of like paying them three dollars an hour. Yeah, and then okay, well, we'll comp. You'll just have to work for tips in order to compensate. Well, now um, do keep in mind, you know mm-hmm. that that is overlooked sometimes. But I do know plenty of people that work in industries like that that mm-hmm. were making forty bucks an hour while oh, they yeah. were going to school. Mm-hmm. All they have to do is do their job. Oh yeah. So I I have a hard time. You know, I, I know you're going to get people that stiff mm-hmm. you on tips and stuff, but overall people are decent mm-hmm. if you do a good job. True. And if you don't do a good job, do you deserve to get paid well? Mm-hmm. well I mean, that's, that's kind of the question. I, I worked uh, in a restaurant in a diner and uh, I didn't make nearly the kind of money that my uh, co-workers were making, uh, mostly because they knew how to hustle their customers. These were attractive young girls and uh, they knew it and they knew how to, you know, flash a little booty. And what's well, uh, I was going to say, you know, I mean, you flash your booty and mm-hmm. show your boobs to the customers. Your and tip's get, probably going to go down. Yeah. And I usually get arrested. Usually. <laughs> well, yeah. 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 That too. I mean, I think those, 
but you know, even for me, you see a cute girl or whatever, mm-hmm. you're more inclined to tip them better. I mm-hmm. mean, as a male. Yeah. But also the same thing is if I go in and that, that waiter, mm-hmm. male waiter, you know, if he keeps my drink filled and he's on top of it, and even mm-hmm. if there are mistakes, he fixes them and he's, you could tell he's just competent. Yeah. He will get a 30 to 35% tip from me easily. Mm-hmm. Because I think of it that way. I know they mm-hmm. they can make good money if they do their job. And if somebody's yeah. doing their job well. Then pay them good money. Yeah. I, I don't care if it's a male or female. Yeah. I mean, they, they may be employed by the restaurant. But really, you look at it this way that uh, for the time that you're there dining, they're working for you. So you're evaluating how good of a job they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe, maybe they shouldn't be paid anything. Yeah. Maybe these restaurants should just give them. Uh, mm-hmm. health insurance yeah and maybe tip should be considered 30 40 percent instead of 20 percent or 15 or 10 not, not a bad idea um i'm also a big fan of like the the christian people it seems like they're strictly christian i'm not a fan of christian that, people that go around leaving the fake hundred dollar bills that actually have like a scripture in the middle so they oh. fold it up and they think oh i got a hundred dollar tip no, I gave you something even better. I gave yes. you John three sixteen. Jesus saves. You need <laughs> yeah. more Jesus in your life. Yeah, I I think people that do that are the scum of the earth. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, I think when because these are the same people that think that they're the salt of the earth, right? Yeah. Well, and I think when you use Jesus as your excuse for everything, especially to be a pile of shit. Uh huh. Then it makes it even worse, you know. Yeah, isn't that the definition of taking the Lord's name in vain? I I guess it would be. I would think so. I mean, yeah. I don't think it's saying God or uh, Jesus Christ or anything. I think it's when you go out there and say, "Oh, I didn't tip you because I believe in yeah. Jesus." Yeah. Well, that's certainly thrown your Lord under the bus, whoever your Lord may be, Lord Jesus Christ, Lord yeah. Vader, mm-hmm. which I think Lord Vader would be an excellent savior, you know. There's something to be said for that. Yes, there is. In the meantime, let's go for a commercial break. Okay, we'll talk to you in a minute. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download this free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, welcome back, and we are on to our next uh, segment. Thank you to our sponsors, and thank you for supporting our sponsors. So, we are introducing a new segment to about what? Called Getting to Know Your Co-Host. My co-host? This week it's my co-host, and this is our first time doing it. Is it? It is. It's our first time doing it, and I'm going to ask you a question. So we had talked about this, right? That's right. We're going to do this to get to know each other better. Uh, Mm -hmm. One week you're going to ask me a question. Mm -hmm. Uh, It can be about anything, about personal things I like, don't like, whatever. Yeah. You'll do that one week for me. The, the next week, I'll do the same thing for you, and none of it's pre-planned. We're not going to ask mm-hmm. each other beforehand, and so this is all live, raw, and real, man. Yeah, we are completely shooting from the hip. Yep. So, In fact, we just decided to do this about five minutes ago, so, yeah, well, uh, not five minutes, but 
Yeah, I guess five, because while you were listening to a commercial, it was about 20 minutes in between. So, you know, the other good thing is you are always saying how your wife, um, this is how she gets to uh, basically know what's going on in your life a little better. Yeah. Um, So there may be some things where she married poorly. I don't know about that. I I think you're a pretty good dude, but. You know, I, this, you know, when I have these questions, maybe I'll ask her what I should ask you. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what things she wants to know. Yeah, you can collaborate with uh, with Mrs. Tyler and uh, come to find what uh, what she wants to know about me. Well, I'm, I'm ready to roll. Shoot. Okay. So the question I want to ask you this week is how did you meet Mrs. Justin? Well, that's a, that's actually an interesting uh, story. It's almost like I've answered it before. Mm-hmm. Um, just not to you. Yeah. Uh, this is our, our uh, listeners first time hearing this because we weren't actually recording. <laughs> so we've had to do this again. <laughs> so even though we just got done saying that this is unplanned, this one kind of was planned because about uh, three minutes ago I answered this and then we realized we yeah. weren't plugged in. You're getting a second draft on this. I mean, the yeah. first draft was really good. So well, so to answer your question, the the basic thing is, is I met her through my best friend mm-hmm. at the time. Um, my best friend and her worked together and they were friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, he had told me they were only friends. I had specifically asked him and I didn't really have interest in her or anything mm-hmm. at the time. I didn't know her, but. Oh, you're just curious about what your best friend's intentions were with this girl he's been hanging out with, right? he had no intentions with her. So I started hanging out with him. But mm-hmm. um, funny thing is, we were at a truck stop one night. Um, you know, we'd, we'd hung out a few times, and I I liked her. You yeah. know, I liked her, and I liked him, and it was what it was. And uh, we were at a truck stop in her Ford Explorer, mm-hmm. and it so she, she was driving. She was driving. He was in the passenger seat. I'm in the back seat. And it's one of those that had the radio controls in the back. Ah. And I must, you know, either didn't like what they were playing for music or just to be a pest. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept changing the music. Mm-hmm. Well, she eventually had enough of that and put her hand back there mm-hmm. to cover the radio so I couldn't do anything. And I grabbed her hand. And we just ended up holding hands. So she didn't pull away. No, in fact, her hands sat there for, it's kind of hard to remember, but it was Mm -hmm. quite a while. Yeah. And and basically after that, um, we started hanging out a lot together, Mm -hmm. or even more together, the three of us. But it got to a point where, you know, we'd be driving my old GMC single cab truck and she'd be sitting in the middle and I'd be driving and my buddy would be, you know, over on the other side. And there was a night he was really tired and wanted to go home. Mm-hmm. And we took him home and she stayed sitting in the middle and we went for a ride, uh-huh. you know, and then it was shortly after that, I believe we started hanging out. You know, we, I'd call her, Hey, do you want to hang out? Just me and you, you know, type yeah. of thing. And I think mm-hmm. we both kind of were aware of what was going on. And it wasn't till after, I had told my friend that we'd hung out a couple times. He got very upset because I guess his intentions with her were different than what he told me they were. Oh, dude. So you I, can't do that. I double crossed my best friend, I guess. Right. Um, no, according to the bro code, if you have, if you say, no, we're just friends, then it's fair game. Well, that's what I thought too. But you know, like I said, you're, even you're, at, your friend's a jerk. 
but I, even I don't even know well and it severed our relationship pretty badly at the time but we we have made up since and well, you know funny. i mean he went on his own way got married mm-hmm. had kids i did the same you had better kids well for the most part i thought but <laughs> yeah and i mean knowing what i know now i would do the same thing even if i knew that he was after her because mm-hmm. you know like i've told you many a time she's my very best friend we do absolutely everything together mm-hmm. we have a designated date night every week that it's just her and i um, we work together. Mm-hmm. We're together all night long. You know, I mean, I spend pretty much all waking time with her mm-hmm. and I don't have a problem with it. That's great. I think at times she does. Yeah. She gets too much of you. Yeah. But I can be a little too much sometimes mm-hmm. and a little grumpy, but I, d- I don't know. I, I put your wife on a pedestal in it, but I also can't put you on a pedestal too. Your whole family really. Well, you know, I, I put you on a pedestal as well. I mean, you know, the way I don't have a lot of friends and I don't, I mean, I do. We all have mm-hmm. friends that we converse with and stuff, but I don't have a lot of friends we hang out with. I've got some friends I go to car shows with and stuff, mm-hmm. but even those car shows I go to, my wife comes with me. Yeah. You know, she's just my best friend in the entire world and I don't need anything besides that. You're my only other friend I really, mm-hmm. you know, do stuff with. And I, I think, you know, as much as I don't know how much she likes that we podcast, but I think she enjoys a little free time. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of the babysitter that takes you off her hands for one night a week. I'm thinking so. All right. That's yeah. Fair. That's pretty much how I figure things are at my house. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is exactly how my wife is going to get to know me. She's probably going to end up uh, collaborating with Justin and, uh, asking him to ask whatever questions she wants to know about me, because obviously I don't talk to my wife during the weekend. Well, like you've said a number of times before, your wife listens simply to yeah, learn to what's going update, on right? in your life. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I might have to ask her, you know, what do you need to know about Tyler this week? Yeah, exactly. You know, but you know, I think this will be kind of a fun segment to ask each other little questions and get to know each other. And it, it can really be anything we want to ask and, mm-hmm. I guess we can answer it any way we want to answer it, even lie about it if we truly want to, I guess. But yeah, I mean, going back to my wife, the best thing that's ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, I'll tell you something here about um, this new setup. You might uh, notice that we have a much better quality sound with this episode. And so going forward, we want to keep that up because We've got us some new equipment, and it's just, we're, we're very pleased with it. Well, and I think the best part, we need to get it all arranged better so there's cords not everywhere, and mm-hmm. but because we just kind of threw this together right before we started recording to see how it would work, and it mm-hmm. works really well. But I like being able to look at you when I talk, because mm-hmm. as we were last week on the love seat sitting next to each other, it was mm-hmm. really weird craning my neck to look over at you yeah. every two seconds. Exactly. Plus, it was kind of awkward being on the love seat. Yeah. I, you know, I, I wasn't sure if we were supposed to hold hands or not. So well, you kept slapping my away when I was reaching for it. Exactly. And now I'm on the love seat with my lover, my left hand. Uh-huh. She is sitting in the left seat. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's if, fair. If you catch what up my drift there. Yeah. So, because we have this really cool new equipment, I'm sure you didn't hear the roaring of the GTO engine uh, pull up. But we do have a very special guest back with us again this week. And uh, it is, once again, uh, Mr. Porter, Justin's son. 
Yes. So, welcome back. Hi. Hi. We're <laughs> glad to have you. <laughs> yeah. In fact, we may even have you your own microphone next week where you don't have to share one with Tyler. But we'll we'll see because, you know, we don't know how much of you we want. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. Our, I, th- I think it's fair. Exactly. Our, our two listeners out there, um, we'll just have to get their feedback. Yeah. We'll see if they like Porter or not. So send us an email letting us know what you think of Porter. Yeah. Because... I think Porter's actually probably one of those listeners. Well, so. the unfortunate part is we'll probably find out that they want us off yeah. and want to listen to Porter Weekly. Yeah, they want more port. <laughs> well, Porter kind of helped us. Uh, the reason we invited him back is he kind of helped us decide last week mm-hmm. what our topic would be this week, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite movies of all time. I, I would say, you know, I was talking about Back to the Future being in my top five earlier. Um yeah. It's going to be Dazed and Confused, mm-hmm. uh, Richard Linkletter movie, uh, filmed in Austin, Texas, in the I think in '90, and it came out in '91. Yeah, uh, it was released in '93, but yeah, maybe it started filming in '91. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, and but it was all filmed in Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. and it was a fairly low budget film. Yeah, um, but definitely one of my top few movies. I love everything about it. It's it's um <laughs> the whole architecture of the movie is my movie right mm-hmm. i mean the the period piece the way it is the cars the music the girls the the teenage coming of age mm-hmm. angst ridden you oh, know yeah, there's plenty of teenage angst in this yeah, one drugs and fighting and alcohol and whatever you want to call it. it's just you know an excellent movie wasn't a huge hit at the box office, but it's uh, definitely a cult classic. Yeah, and, and it, it developed a following. Yeah, it's developed a following, and it is a, an amazing movie. Um, so if we want to get into it, you know, like we said, filmed in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing place. In fact, it's kind of a big booming thing now down there where uh, Joe Rogan's moved down there. All the comics are moving down there. It's yeah. becoming a big comedy scene. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of people from California moving. Well, yeah. not just California, but no, yeah, I, this is uh, the era of Texas. People are just loving uh, the wide open space, the nice climate, um, the I'm I'm trying the laws and uh, taxes and something has something to do with it. Well, I think you know Texas being a huge Republican state, mm-hmm. I think Austin, like any of your big cities, is is fairly blue democratic but they've still got that republican tinge so i think it's a perfect it's a good mix mix, you know i mean i I think it's a good mix and you like you said good weather uh fairly small town of about a million people i mean if you're comparing it to an la or Mm -hmm. you know even a dallas yeah you know it's it's a nice town but it's kind of neat because i visit a lot of those uh websites that people put out of uh, then and now pictures of dazing and views and, and most of it stayed the same. Yeah. In fact, one thing I don't know if you know about Texas is they still have the old moon towers in Austin. Oh, they do. They're the huge towers that used to have those gas lamps in them that lit up the whole city. Oh, for I don't know how many they had at one point, but they still have 12 or 13 of them down there. I believe that they've restored and, mm-hmm. and one of them actually plays a part in the movie. Oh, cool. When they're at a party, they go climb the moon tower. Uh-huh. So, 
Porter, what's your favorite part or what's your favorite? I mean, cause I know you like days and confused. What, what do you like about days and confused? Uh, just like the time and like place it was in and the cars and the people and just there, there's some interesting interaction in that movie yeah well it kind of you know it starts out where school's just ending for the year right mm-hmm. and of course the music in it's amazing you know because yeah. when school does get out you hear alice cooper's mm-hmm. you know school's, school's out, out for, for summer, summer you know <laughs> school's out forever yeah you know but that that's kind of the thing about the movie is you know the cars are amazing yeah. i i love you know i don't know if i know about the late 70s as being a great time period in fact in the movie they they refer it's it's kind of humorous because they refer in one point that hey the 60s were awesome the 70s obviously suck the 80s are going to be amazing <laughs> you know and it, it's funny that yeah. they kind of refer to that because I, I think it's a perfect example of whatever time you're living in kind of sucks. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? If, if you're to really, mm-hmm. you know, self-evaluate. Well, yeah. Cause we always look back with nostalgia on the good old days. Right. And, and you look yeah. forward with hope, yeah. with hope right? to a brighter future. Yeah. But as far as the present goes, well, let's see the conditions of the late seventies, uh, Jimmy Carter's president, uh, the, de- uh, the decade started with a pretty nasty scandal, with the presidency, uh, Jimmy Carter inherited it from Gerald Ford, who had, um, you know, uh, given amnesty to uh, Tricky Dick Nixon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, not to mention they had the the oil shortage. A couple of things that we've talked about on this podcast already. Yeah. But yeah, the seventies really wasn't a a great time. Well, I th- I think of the late seventies, and I think of for the most part shitty cars and. Mm-hmm. Not that great in music. Yeah. I I think uh, taken over. Yeah. (laughs) And so you think, you know, I mean, when I think shitty cars, I'm thinking of some of the cars they're starting to make. Obviously, all the cool cars from the sixties and everything, they're still around and you see a lot of those in, you know. But but the gas shortage had uh, brought over a lot more Toyota, Honda, Japanese uh, made vehicles and smaller cars. Yeah. the, uh, uh, The compact. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was an interesting time. I mean, the movie is amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got a pretty neat El Camino in it. You got a cool GTO. There's mm-hmm. a Trans Am in it that, you know, yeah. Porter and I are, of course, Porter followed in my footsteps and is a Pontiac lover, but a, overall a car lover as well. What's your favorite car in the movie, Porter? I think it's a 76 Trans Am. Yeah. <laughs> I think that one's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. It's it's really interesting, you know, and this movie introduces us to a lot of young actors. Yeah, um, um, uh, on the brink of becoming, it, this is a very much akin to um, American Graffiti, where you start to see, you know, at, at that time you have a young Richard Dreyfus, and you had, uh, oh, let's see, uh, Harrison Ford was in that one yeah. as well. Um, but this one, we get to meet Mila Jojovich, um, Matthew McConaughey was still an up-and-comer. Well, this was his first movie. This was his first movie. Yeah, that's right. Ben Affleck. Yeah, Ben Affleck's in this. This is before uh, Goodwill Hunting. You know, Ben Affleck was breaking on the scene. You've got Anthony Rapp, which a lot of people might not know, mm-hmm. but he was in Adventures from Babysitting. He was in this. He's been in Old School. He was the one that uh, Kevin Spacey apparently touched inappropriately when he oh. was young. I don't know what movie that was on, but. Well, he shouldn't have done that. 
Well, I think he wanted to. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Spacey talked about a fall from grace there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I really loved House of Cards until he wasn't on it. You yeah. Know? Well, and that's kind of the problem. Is he was just a man for the time, but, well, there was a man that just liked to diddle uh, minor. Did you see House of Cards? It's a, a lot of it. Yeah. I loved House of Cards, but I loved the movie American Beauty. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Porter's seen American Beauty, but there's a Trans Am in that one too. Oh, that's right. Because he goes through kind of his midlife crisis and he starts lifting weights to, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, look hot to his uh, teenage daughter's friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he buys him a Trans Am because he always wanted a Trans Am. And yeah. I guess I'm going to have to have Porter go watch that movie because that, that movie is definitely in my top 20. Yeah. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. I, I just think it's an amazing movie. Yeah. My my wife hasn't seen that one. We were talking about it the other day and uh, she hadn't she hadn't seen American Beauty. It's you know what's really neat about it, and not to get off subject on it, but it is a coming of an age coming yeah. of age movie as well, and it's also a coming of middle age movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it and it's Yeah, Annette Benning specifically, uh, who plays the the wife of Kevin Spacey mm-hmm. in that she really comes into her own over the course of the movie. Well, she makes me hate her. Oh, you, you definitely but hate her. She does an amazing job. Yeah. You know, you definitely hate her, but she's also somebody that, um, like has become this, uh, independent, strong, uh, willed, powerful woman that, uh, isn't reliant on Kevin Spacey. So when, you know, the end of the movie comes, she's not going to miss him. Yeah, exactly. Well, we got off on a tangent we there. Way anyway. off on a tangent. Well, going back to Dazed and Confused, though, I mean, it pretty much starts with them getting out of school for the summer, and yeah. we're going to go into the, you know, mm-hmm. celebratory yep. Last summer. Last day of you school, know. you know, this is, this is what you're going to do. you got to kick off the summer right. After school, you have a memorable night, big party. Uh, all the seniors are going to say farewell to everybody, and all the juniors are going to – uh, take up the mantle that the seniors left behind. And, and you had the hazing going on. That too. You know, with uh, the paddling, the, uh-huh. the incoming freshmen on the ass yeah. with the <laughs> ass paddle boards. <laughs> That's and, right. And could you imagine how well that would go over today? Oh, yeah. Everyone the, would the be sued. bats and, yeah, everything. And, you know, they're going to find the freshmen, and they're going to beat their asses. Well, it's funny because they even even the girls are doing initiation initiations. You know, they yeah, make them do the air raid. They're yeah. pouring ketchup and mustard on the girls while they're laying on the ground. Then they take them in a truck through the car wash, and yep. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of interesting because you know I think these kind of things definitely went on. You know, mm-hmm. Richard Linklater made this movie mm-hmm. based on a lot of his growing up. Yeah, and well, I mean, as far as Texas goes. Uh, high school football is a huge thing, and oh, yeah. along with football goes hazing. Yes, so it does. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. Well, and and you know you've got a good mix of people in here. You've got you know some f- young kids that are just playing baseball, coming in to be freshmen. You know, you've got cute girls. You've got the jocks. You've got the stoners. Yeah. You got you've kind of got a mix of everyone in there. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. You've got Ben Ben Stiller who plays O'Bannon, who's mm-hmm. You know, he's like the old man that still hangs around all the high school kids. <laughs> exactly. Of course, so is Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey. That's kind of the running gag of the movie, though. He's like, I love it because, you know, I I get older, but the high school girls stay the same age. Yeah, yeah. and isn't that amazing? He has a couple, mm-hmm. two or three real good one-liners oh, yeah. in, in this that, mm-hmm. um, that go. And the one thing is uh, I found out after a number of years is – 
because I'm a huge Doors fan, you know, he 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 does some things that he learned out of the movie The Doors. Oh, really? Yeah, and we'll get to that in a minute, uh-huh. but it, it's really interesting. But, you know, it kind of goes through, you know, these kids are hanging out down at the billiard pool hall type of thing. Mm-hmm. They go buy six-pack, you know, it's just yeah. the thing they did, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're going to have a kegger um, provided by the older uh, of-age kids that can go and buy it. Yeah. And, and I mean, it, it's funny, you know, I find it kind of strange that the mix of the jocks with the stoners and all these things that they're, mm-hmm. I find that kind of in a way, that part almost a little unbelievable, but maybe, yeah. maybe it was truly like that. I don't know. Every once in a while, uh, you do get these people that kind of bridge the gaps or crossover between these groups. I mean, I know that for a, the most part in high school, the cliques are very secluded from each other, but there are uh, drifters that go back and forth between, you know, because a lot of it's just from growing up together. I mean, you may have a neighbor kid down the street that you used to play with in elementary school that he ends up being a stoner, you know, so he's hanging out with the kids that are doing uh, weed all the time. Um, and then you yourself grow up to become a football player. So you hang out with the jocks, but you still have that friendship that, you know, ties you between them. So, so yeah. Porter, who's your favorite, uh, actor or character in days and confused? Well, I don't really know any of them by name, but you haven't watched it enough. Have you? Well, I've watched it about six times. And how okay. do you not know him by name? Because I'm not the best with memories on that stuff. Well, okay, which one then? You can explain it to us. He has really curly hair and wears those puffy shirts that has an unbuttoned. Are you talking about the quarterback? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Randall Pink, Pink Floyd. Floyd. Randall Pink Floyd. Okay. I was yeah. going to say that, but hey, you know, and that that's kind of the thing that goes into it as well. Is you've got this. Um, he's the star quarterback. Mm-hmm. And you know the coaches want him to sign this waiver saying that he's going to abstain from drugs and alcohol yeah. and sex <laughs> and all these different things, you know. And it, that's kind of the going theme throughout is yeah. that everyone on the football team has signed it, right? Yeah, because they're going to play. Yeah, you know, it, you know Cole Hauser is also in this. Um, I don't know if you know him, but he's very popular right now in the series on TV called Yellowstone. Oh, really? Yeah, he plays, um, trying to think, the kind of tough, dark-haired guy. Have you seen Yellowstone? Oh, the the guy that hooks up with uh, Kelly Riley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, what the hell's his name? I can't remember, but I know who you're talking about. We'll see if I can. He's kind of a big hulking guy. Yeah, he plays plays Benny Uh in in this in days of confused, but he plays, um, I'm trying to think what his name is. Cause it, I'm looking it up right now. Cause that really bothers me when I can't remember what, uh, I'll be rip, rip Wheeler, rip Wheeler. There we are. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be frankly honest with you. I've seen this movie one time. It was last summer. So <laughs> it's an excellent movie. It is. It, it, I've seen the movie probably mm-hmm. 50, 60 times. Yeah. This but it's a, probably yeah. most likely been since last summer since I've seen mm-hmm. it. You know, it's yeah. been a while. I, you know, just again, it comes down to the whole coming of age, the, mm-hmm. the teenager thing. I think we all 
want to be Randall Pink Floyd or yeah. we want to be, you know what I mean? Be somebody that's popular, be yeah. somebody that has a nice car. Mm-hmm. He's one with the El Camino. I didn't really think that was the nicest car. It would have been neater no. if he was driving the GTO. Be a whole lot cooler if he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's another one-liner from... Yeah. Uh, Matthew McConaughey shines at this movie. <laughs> yeah. In fact, one of the, the main kid, and I was trying to think of his actual name... Um, Who... Who is the kid that is just a little too eager to beat all the freshmen? He just the whole movie. He all, you only see him looking for freshmen carrying the. the well, that's up. Ben Stiller. Is that Ben Stiller? That's Ben Stiller. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's just a little too eager, right? Yeah, and he plays O'Bannon. I was yeah. trying to find the name of the. Okay, the main kid Kramer. His uh-huh. his, his real name is Wiley Wiggins, the actor, and is is funny because he's kind of the main character throughout the show. Mm-hmm. He's becoming a freshman and it kind of follows him as yeah. he's kind of hangs out with the older kids. And yeah, because he does have ties as it through a brother or a no, his sister, his sister. Yeah, his yeah. sister. Yeah, his sister is going to be a senior with all yeah. these other kids. And so after they get him with the paddleboard, you know, and yeah. he goes, they convince him that, you know, hey, it'll be cool if you go hang out with these kids, shows them that this doesn't bother you that much. Yeah. And and he goes with them and drinks and smokes a little dope mm-hmm. and things like that. And it, it is when he's in the car and Matthew McConaughey asks him if he has a joint. And he yeah. says, no. And he says, well, it'd be a whole lot cooler if you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the things, like when people are getting into his car and getting into Matthew McConaughey's yeah. Chevelle, and he's like, hey, hey, watch the leather, man. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it just... Well, not to mention a lot of these kids are getting stoned out of their brains, so it's just well yeah. on on old dirt weed, you know. Yeah, yeah. And Matthew McConaughey obviously plays Wooderson, is his mm-hmm. name in the film, and definitely a breakout film for him. And mm-hmm. he was kind of the creepy older guy that was still hanging with the younger yeah. kids, you know. Exactly, and yet there's something so likable about him. Yeah, him and Ben <laughs> Affleck were kind of at the same point, but yeah. Ben Affleck, you know, O'Bannon, he just wanted to beat the shit out of. Yeah, exactly. You know, they do get him back and uh, dump some paint on his head, Uh you know, and everybody thinks it's great. And he goes shooting off in his Dodge, Uh you know, (laughs) and you don't see him the rest of the film, you know, because he's pissed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's been defaced in public. (laughs) (laughs) But Parker Posey is another one of the actresses in this movie. Uh, She's kind of one of the bitches that's the senior that's uh-huh. giving all the younger gals problems but uh-huh. it's funny because you got a lot of stories going on at one time and, mm-hmm. it, and it's a perfect i keep saying it but the coming of age thing you know i mean yeah. you've you've got the young freshmen hanging out with the seniors you know you've got some love triangle things going on you've it's just really interesting yeah how it all works and and on top of that, you know, they throw in all the cool cars, all the cool music. You know, I, I have both soundtracks, uh, volume one and volume two, and it's mm-hmm. amazing music, you know, from oh, yeah. Kiss to Alice Cooper. Oh, this to, is an A-list soundtrack. Yeah, ZZ yeah. Top, uh, Ted Nugent. There, mm-hmm. There's all kinds of good songs in there. And, and it just, it's like the perfect storm, you know, mm-hmm. of, of a movie. It yeah. really is. I don't think you can uh, really repeat it very well. And really well written. I mean, the way that they, uh, the way that these different subplots tie together, it's very reminiscent of that uh, American Graffiti. 
except for it's even more complex because you do have even more subplots going on. Well, yeah, and, and they and keep like, crossing back and forth. And like we said earlier, it even though it's like American Graffiti, it it's it's more grown up. It's grown up. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it it shows the age of it, right? I mean, yeah. I, the kids were more aware of reality at that point, and the naivety had had really worn off and you know kids were sick of shit and you know it just it just shows kind of how they could still be kids but they were fully aware that the world kind of sucked you know yeah and and that's something that we come aware of at, at that time in our lives when we get out of high school and we start to see the world as it is and we start to see that's not we're, not every dream that we had as a kid's going to be fulfilled. Yeah. Why don't we take a break and mm-hmm. we'll come back and talk a little more about this because yeah. we'll get more depth into the movie. Mm-hmm. Hey, listener, this is Ty from About What Podcast. If you've been listening to us, you know that Justin is a huge car enthusiast. Maybe you yourself are a huge car enthusiast. Maybe you've just purchased yourself a brand new Trans Am that you want to get all fixed up. Or maybe you've got yourself an old Chevelle. uh, Maybe an old Chevy pickup that needs to restoration. Whatever it is that you've got, why don't you head over to joltparts.com. That's Justin's website. See what uh, parts he's got for your restoration, modification, customization. He's into all kinds of stuff. And if you are a listener to this podcast, and I'm assuming you are if you're hearing this, um, you get an offer of 10% off any purchase of $100 or more at checkout. Just use the promo code about what. That's all uh, lowercase letters, about what. And Justin will give you 10% off your first order of uh, parts from joltparts.com. So turn your clunker into a classic and uh, fix up your brand new Trans Am, GM, uh, Pontiac, Mopar, Chrysler, uh, whatever it is you got. Go take a look. Okay, welcome back. We are talking Dazed and Confused, Tyler and Justin, with our special guest, Porter. And, you know, the movie, as it progresses, it kind of just, it's basically about a one-evening deal, right? Yeah. The last day of school on that evening. And, you know, after they get done drinking at the Emporium, they decide to have, you know, an impromptu kager at the moon tower yeah uh kind of before that though you know these guys are riding in and they're playing riding in their cars and they're playing mailbox baseball right Mm -hmm. you remember that part porter yeah it's it's kind of funny because they're doing that and they they throw a bowling ball in the back of a window and Mm -hmm. all that and then they they stop at a little uh convenience store to buy some beer Mm -hmm. and the guy comes after them with a gun and shoots their back window out because yeah they uh they robbed him no no that's not why no they didn't rob him they went in and bought the beer this guy comes shooting up in a car because one of it was his mailbox they played baseball oh, with. that's and right so yeah. yeah and he was going to chase them down for defacing uh government property <laughs> yeah basically yeah, your, your mailbox is property of the, U- the u.s post office yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> But, you know, it's it's really just about one evening. It's amazing how they stretch it out. And it, it kind of brings me back to that time as it seems like when I was that age, time just 
went forever. Like you could have an evening out with friends and it would go forever. You do all kinds mm -hmm. of things. And now you snap your fingers and it's been three months, you know? Yeah. It's, it's amazing the way, you know, maybe this is the same with you. I don't, you tell me Porter what you think too, but summer times when I was in school lasted forever. You yeah. could do all kinds of things. Now, I mean, it seems to me like this year that summer just started and now it's mm -hmm. snowing already. Yeah, for real. Yeah, it went pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. The older you get, yeah. the quicker time goes for some reason. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, because I'm always in pain because I fell on something or twisted my leg or hit my chest or... Punched a car. Punched a car. <laughs> did I punch a car? Yeah. When did I do that? When the wrench slips. Oh, yeah, I do that quite a bit. Yeah. There's nothing more painful than pulling on a wrench or pushing on a wrench as hard as you can, it breaking loose, and you punching the side of the engine block as hard as you can. Yeah, because you're just trying to torque that thing down, yeah, and it I, slips off. Oh, my God, that's a pain. That, yeah. You know, I I don't care, ladies. That's, that's worse than childbirth. Mm-hmm. Okay, that may be an exaggeration, but it's worse for me than yeah. childbirth. That, that's well, maybe kind of... when it's cold out. Yeah, when it's yeah. cold, too, it hurts, you know, but... Yeah, well, that's kind of the weird thing is, you know, they say, oh, childbirth's the most painful thing ever, and yet, why is it that we have multiple children in in several families? Epidurals. Yeah, I guess. You know, if I could get an epidural before I punch the engine block, I'd probably, feel I'd a lot probably be a lot... You know, I'd probably be okay. It'd be a whole lot cooler. It'd be did. a whole lot cooler if I did. That's right. <laughs> you know, but they go to this kager, and it, it, you've got a, a number of things going on. You know, you've got Randall Pink Floyd. You've got his football friends trying to convince him to sign the paper so he can play football. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got the one kid trying to pick a fight with Clint, you know, yeah. because he, he thinks that if he picks a fight that – I mean, I'm not going to go into the whole thing. You need to watch yeah. the movie, but – you know, he but thinks it'll um, get broken up, but it yeah. doesn't get broken once he does picks up picks yeah. the fight. It doesn't get broken up quite as quick <laughs> quite as he as thought as he hoped it would. <laughs> but you got the kager going on, mm -hmm. and this is where they're climbing the moon tower. Yeah, you know, and it's funny because uh, they're they're talking about it, and as they're climbing the moon tower, and Kramer, you know, the one that the movie kind of revolves around, you mm -hmm. know, they're giving him the seniors are giving him shit, you know, telling them about how. A kid died on here last summer, hitting his head on every pole as he fell down. He said Ouch. he only had, what did he say? He only had one beer. How many have you had? And he says, four. <laughs> <laughs> he says, you're dead, man. <laughs> it's just, it's just funny because you got all these different things going on. You know, we should have given our listeners fair warning. There's going to be plenty of spoiler in here. So, well, if, if it, you haven't seen it already, go see it after you watch this or listen to this episode because it's it's a movie that's well worth watching. Or maybe you won't want to watch after listening because, <laughs> you know, maybe this isn't your thing, but I thought it was pretty dang good. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing movie. And that's why we won't go into the detail mm -hmm. of all the characters and all that, everything that's going on, because I'd like to promote people to go watch it. Yeah. But I think anybody that's into cars and music and coming of age films has yeah. probably seen it. And for sure, you know, and like everything, we don't do anything justice because yeah, we're just not smart enough to do anything justice. And we get a little bit of stage fright. It's kind of mm -hmm. like peeing when somebody's watching you. Yeah. I, you know, I, 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 I guess, and 
I don't even know what I was going to respond to that with. But I, the question I have for you, uh, young Porter, I say young because you just graduated uh, a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, just one year ago. Just one year ago. So how how does this movie like resonate within you, or how would you say that uh, your uh, experience graduating from high school compared or differed from this movie? Well, it was a lot different. I wasn't mm-hmm. out drinking and climbing moon towers and everything. Mm-hmm. It'd be a lot cooler if I was. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, but also you, you graduated in the time of COVID, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of threw everything for a loop. But, you know, the one side this doesn't tell is, you know, I'm sure this kind of stuff is going on for years and years. Right. Mm-hmm. And there are bad endings to these stories. I mean, yeah. this is a movie and it's great, but yeah. I mean, a bunch of kids smoking dope and drinking beer and then going driving around town probably doesn't end real well in a lot of occasions. You know, it makes for a great movie. It makes for good stories when, when it's happened and it's past, but there's a lot of people it probably doesn't resonate well with because it might not end well, mm-hmm. you know, and that that's one thing you always get to be a little hesitant of, you know. I know the kind of things I was doing in high school and the kind of things you don't want your kids to do. Right. Yeah. And like, if I knew then what I know now, I probably would have approached things differently. Mm -hmm. Uh, Would you say the same for yourself? Oh, definitely. Um, when it come, when it came to my, uh, graduation, I like that they had our, uh, the senior all nighter party at, at the school. Um, I slept through it. I didn't even wake up to go over to it where they locked all the kids in and uh, did. I don't think they did hazings in my high school. But well, yeah, they we watched a movie or they watched a movie or did some sort of magic show or something. Was, I think that's maybe where, you know, these movies like Days Confused resonate with me a little more is because mm-hmm. I've always been into two things mm-hmm. and that's music and cars. And oh, not weed. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. man, way into the weed. Man. Yeah, it would have been a whole lot cooler if I yeah, was weed and beer. Yeah. Well, and you know the thing about that is, is you know I had my wild moments and my things, and this movie does resonate with me, but it doesn't seem like you know now it seems like okay now we're in a Honda Civic and we're doing ecstasy or. Yeah, it, it, it just doesn't seem innocent anymore. You know what I mean? It no. seems destructive now. And yeah, and I don't know. It just seems like for years and years, you'd have each generation say them damn kids, you know, are doing mm-hmm. these things. And I kind of feel like that's me now. Yeah. But at the same time, I look at the kids that are doing the destructive things now and they're not the same. They used to be. It's not a fun thing. It's a mm-hmm. it's a, a personally. Yeah destructive thing you know and well it, it, when we look at some of the destructive things like you know um uh attacking people on social media or you know that's the sort of thing that can really ruin a person's reputation and haunt them for years right i mean that's yeah. really destructive uh swatting you know sending uh, the police over to somebody's house claiming that they're you know that there's some dangerous person with a weapon inside and so they send the SWAT team over. Uh, these are things that can really have adverse effects. Well, Porter can tell us more than anything, but it seems to me like you go back to 
our day Mm -hmm. or the days of days confused we're trying to portray and you know bullies were bullies and you might get your ass welted up Mm -hmm. you know you might get smacked around a little bit but there wasn't as much danger to it it seems like nowadays you could get killed yeah you know and it's not i mean do you see it that way porter do you see nowadays kids in school and things being much more dangerous than what say like days and confused portrays uh, yeah in a way yeah i mean yes. it, it doesn't seem fun to me and yeah. it, i mean it seems like the danger is the danger of getting hurt very badly yeah. when you mess with older kids or kids that are bullies it's because it's went to the everything has to go to an extreme you know there mm-hmm. it's you know when we talk about the difference between um the 60s and uh what other movie we were talking about oh the american graffiti. oh yeah american graffiti to this you're talking almost a 20 year period of time and yeah. and there's no naive people to a certain extent mm-hmm. anymore but if you want to compare the actions of the kids in the seventies to now they're completely naive Mm -hmm. compared. It's like now everything has went to an extreme that everything has to be, I don't know. It just seems like there's a lot of people getting hurt and threatened to kill. And do do you remember a few years ago in uh, Porter? I don't even know. You might've been in, in school at the time that this happened, but there were in our local high school here, there was a young man that got hit so hard that it gave him a traumatic brain injury. Mm-hmm. He got punched in the face and he went, it was all over the internet. He yeah, went Por- straight to the floor and hit. Yeah. Same yeah. age as Porter's, my oldest son, Porter's okay. older brother. He yeah. went to school with him when that happened in mm-hmm. the school he went to. Yeah. And, you know, even a few years after that, when the girl mm-hmm. got shot in the head. Yeah, that's right. In the same school, mm-hmm. not in the school, but. No, same you know, school, but it was after after hours yeah it just seems like you know you you look at the 60s and 70s and i mean i'm sure there's horror stories to go around but it didn't seem like the bullying or the things were taken to that extreme you know you might end up with a black eye and a bloody nose yeah but you're not going to end up with a bullet in the head yeah and you know losing the the use of some of your brain function what do you think of that porter what do you think's changed with today's kids you being one of them that's different than yesterday's kids uh honestly i want to say social media has like a big part of it but but why does that okay let's say you introduce social media to kids in the 60s and 70s you think you would have the same outcome or do you think i mean why social media makes people really brave right because they're not there with them but what's making people so violent in person you know a lot of people blame it on video games a lot of people blame it on social media what are your thoughts you've played violent video games does it make you want to go out and kill people i don't think so at all no i don't have any any intent to do that you play violent video games yeah you're like the most mild-mannered person I've ever met. <laughs> yeah, but Todd, you've played violent video games too, I'm sure. Well, yeah, but I'm also a raging sack of rage, you know. I'm just... <laughs> yeah, you but, you know, that's the thing is what is different now? What is different in our world and with mm-hmm. our kids and with our people? Fluoride in the water. Do you think that's it? No. Not because there was fluoride in the water back then too. Yeah, true. Yeah. It just It just makes me always wonder what 
you know, I understand the social media thing and, and that makes people brave online. Right. Well, yeah. And, and there's a lot of online mm-hmm. bullying going on and I get that, you know, yeah. because keyboard warriors, people doing their thing back there, you know, there's no, it, it's easy to make fun of somebody, no matter how big you are. Sure. It's easy to bully somebody, know how big you are because mm-hmm. you're sitting behind a computer, right. Yeah. Or a phone or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like that before. If you want to talk to somebody, you had to go out and talk to them. Yeah. You know, but what is the biggest difference? I mean, you say social media, Porter. Of course, Tyler and I know what it's like pre-social media and post-social media. Obviously not Mm -hmm. in a high school setting. But what do you think is the biggest difference? I mean, do you think it really is social media? I mean, somebody could be very confident on social media. And then be insecure in person, which can make them bully other people because they're insecure about themselves, which could make them act out. Yeah, I guess. I just, it it concerns me for where things are going because I look at how kids are now compared to when we were in school. Mm-hmm. And I was never afraid of anybody. Yeah. I mean, you know, you always had kids that were older and bigger that you were, I guess I take that back. You were always afraid, but you weren't afraid you were going to die. No, and mostly because you didn't hear about kids dying all that much. Yeah. So did it not happen that much? Or is our biggest difference just the spreading of the media? Well, we do. We do see a lot more like school shootings and stuff, a lot more violence in, in, in schools. And uh, not just high schools, but like elementary schools too. But what's what's the difference? I mean, it's not like we didn't have guns before. So what is causing uh, it, the, the severe depression? And, you know, they, they say it's mental health, right? Mm-hmm. But what if that's the case, if it truly is a mental health issue, why are people so mentally ill now as compared to 20, 30 years ago? I think there's a lot more stressors just because we're we don't get a chance to switch off as much as we used to. So going back to what Porter said, that means the stressors are social media, are the internet. Are and, the... They're, and they're constant. I mean, there's social media going 24-7, right? So you're getting alerts on your phone that you always have with you. Even when you're asleep, your phone's going off, giving you alerts that, oh, there's a new post that's uh, mentioning you. So do you think people like our age handle social media better because we know how it was before and after as opposed to a child that grows up without True. knowing any difference well we're, we're definitely not as dependent on it because it's uh, not something that has always been a part of of our lives i mean it's know? brand new if you really want to think about it yeah I mean, 10 12 mm-hmm. years ago yeah it, i mean facebook it's, it's been around for about 20 years. I mean, going all the way back to um, MySpace in the late 90s to the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, but even then, I mean, social media was just mostly about putting up on a page stuff that you like. And uh, now it's become so much more, even to the point of, well, this is um, how I earn my livelihood by, you know, streaming on Twitch or you know, putting up a, the ticky talks or, you know, I, I don't know what you kids are into these days. <laughs> <laughs> What's your preferred platform of social media, Porter? I mean, probably Facebook right now. I don't really. Well, yeah, but you, but, full circle. <laughs> but you use Facebook 
simply for the classifieds because you're looking at old cars, right? That's yeah. what you mean by Facebook. You're not <laughs> you're not using it in a social media yeah. aspect. So he's looking at people that are our age trying to unload their uh, their classic cars, right? <laughs> well, Porter is definitely in the car since he bought that GTO we talked about last mm -hmm. week. You know, the 2006. Um, he's yet to make one payment on it and he's already trying to find him another old car to find, you know, like mm -hmm. an older car, an old Firebird or Trans Am or something, he, which he can make just as many payments on two cars as he has on the one so far and drive neither of them because they don't have money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> well, getting back to days and confused, I mean, it's an amazing movie, you know, it, if nothing for, the storyline, the cars, the music, the, just the, you know, the whole coming of age thing. It, yeah. it, the drugs, the alcohol. I love the way they put it in there. I really mm -hmm. do because I think it's realistic. You yeah. know, it, mm -hmm. it, and, and, and yeah, you know, they, these are high school kids. That's when they experiment with these things. Well, and on top of that, you know, when we're talking weed and stuff from the time, you know, the yeah. weed then and many people have said this is nothing like the weed now True. you know it was grown in somebody's backyard yeah, or this it was guy, called whatever. grass because that's what it was you know? yeah <laughs> now they're now they're cultivating it so strong and uh -huh. on you know these factory oh, yeah. farms and stuff mm -hmm. it, it's not so even you're getting super loaded with thc and you're like tripping your balls off while smoking a joint yeah, yeah instead of you know smoking one joint and it's kind of like having a beer or two yeah. you know i mean it, it's it's a different yeah a, a different thing it, it was more innocent you know mm -hmm. than and highly more illegal yeah but yeah it's it's just an amazing show i i love the way it ends with them on the football field and they and they're mm -hmm. just going off to get aerosmith tickets the next yeah. morning mm -hmm. you know and it just shows them driving away on the freeway in matthew mcconaughey's uh chevelle yeah you know and it I, I love the fact that they never even thought or made a um, sequel to it because I, I don't think it would have done justice. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. it. So I've, I've got a question for, for young Porter here. If, uh, if you could, would you have preferred to have that final day in high school that was in Dazed and Confused or the kind that you had in the day of COVID? Well, <laughs> I think Dazed and Confused seems a lot more fun. There's a lot more action going on, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I would have preferred Dazed and Confused because, I mean, I didn't even have the time of COVID. I was in, like, 99 when I graduated, and there was nothing going on. It was kind of a dead night for me. Yeah. And I graduated in 95, mm -hmm. and... Mine was more similar to Days and Confused in, in a lot of ways, you know, mm -hmm. because I was into cars and I hung out with a lot of friends that had cars and, and, you know, we always planned it that way to go hang out all night long. You know, it wasn't quite the same. We didn't climb any moon towers cause we don't have any around here. I think we drove on top of SV Hill or something, but <laughs> you know, oh, we got as high as we could. Yeah. On the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. I can't give away yeah. too much with Porter here because <laughs> that would be giving away too much. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. still got to have, you know, some sort of respect for 
and uh, honor from your children, right? Yeah, but he's 18 years old now. He's It's amazing. He's old enough to go to war. He's old enough to vote, mm-hmm. but he's not old enough to drink a beer. Isn't it amazing how That's we make these rules? The thing, huh? yeah. yeah. You can do almost anything mm-hmm. except make any decisions. You yeah. can go have your body shot up for your country. You just can't put a beer in your body. Yeah. Legally. Yeah, we can have other people put bullets and shrapnel in your body. Yeah. But no beer. That's different because yeah. we're fighting for oil. That's right. Yeah, I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or fighting for something. Yeah. So speaking of Porter, what are your thoughts on do you are you ever concerned about like the current situation in Russia and if there would be World War Three break out? Do you ever even think about that kind of stuff? Uh I have before. I think that World War Three would be big enough we wouldn't have to worry about it because it would just kill all of us right away. <laughs> We are playing with some pretty big guns, aren't we? Yeah, like yeah. nukes. Well, it, that's what worries me is if Putin does get into the nukes and what kind of action is taken because they actually, Russia has more nuclear weapons than the United States have. Yeah. But of course, you know, we're talking they have like 6,500, we have 5,000. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's still enough to <laughs> pl- plenty to destroy the planet yeah but then again i hear there's a and the moon We've i did i did that. hear there's yeah. an asteroid he- headed our way that could wipe out earth as well so well there has been for a while maybe we had to aim our nukes at that did you see the movie look up or don't look up yeah yeah, yeah okay, great exactly. movie there's another one we need to do yeah. that, that <laughs> yeah that's an excellent movie mm-hmm. and is much as it's wrapped in satire you know <laughs> off humor the truth and the similarities yeah. to our current situation brings a little are close to home amazing sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazingly scary i yeah. should say mm-hmm. but yeah i mean i i don't know what it is about days and confused though when i watch it you know, from start to finish, I, I've seen it hundreds of times. Like it'll be on TV, and I'll watch yeah. a portion of it. But generally, when it's on television, they're cutting out a lot of the good parts because yeah. they have to censor it. But true, sitting there watching it start to finish, it's just an amazing movie. I I love the way it shows, uh, you know, just the the relationships between all the kids in the school, the young and the older ones, and and some of the kids that have graduated and how all they're really worried about is partying, having a good time, having a nice, fast, clean, cool car or truck or whatever it may be, having a girl or a boy who, whatever you are, you know, having Mm -hmm. someone to spend your time with as your, you know, best friend and girlfriend Mm -hmm. and boyfriend, whatever. And it, not really worrying about the future. And and I think sometimes maybe that's our problem now is that they're beating in the kids' heads from the very beginning of school that you've got a plan to go to, going back to what we were talking about yeah. earlier, mm-hmm. you've got to go to college, you've got to plan this, you got to do that. And to me, that's not the only way and it's the wrong way to teach everybody. You need yeah. to let these kids decide what they're going to do, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, we're, we're really caught up in forgiving all the student debt without uh, trying to prevent it in the first place by encouraging people to seek other avenues. What I mean, what do you think, Porter? Do you feel like all through school they beat into your head that you got to go to college and you got to get a great job? Yeah, they always told me to choose five career paths and I didn't know what to choose, so I just put random ones. Well, sometimes... <laughs> 
I like that. <laughs> you know, I, I can maybe understand your senior year saying, hey, what do you think you might want to do? Mm-hmm. But school should be about learning. And the one thing I've noticed, you know, even from my oldest son, you know, he didn't know how to write a check. And I know that's not Mm -hmm. a common thing nowadays. I mean, I can tell you how many checks I've written lately, and it's very few. But I I guess the point I'm getting to is in school, they teach you to prepare to find a good job and go to college. But they don't teach you like uh, personal finances or standard general living yeah. things that you should know yeah things that everybody is going to need regardless of you know what uh tax bracket you're in yeah and i'm not saying writing a check is valid anymore because it really yeah. isn't i, I mean, mean it may be getting a little out of date there but personal finance is always pertinent yeah i mean for god's sakes teach them how to use paypal and venmo mm-hmm. and and teach yeah. them how to you know manage money in yeah. some well, the, sort of fact. The things that I uh, use the most in my day-to-day life didn't come from math class. They came from home economics. Yeah. You know, when I learned how to iron a shirt or how to sew on a button, how to make a loaf of bread, you know, things like this. Are... That, that to me, that's what, a, I mean, mm-hmm. half of your schooling should be is learning how to live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How to do simple little, although they may be medial tasks. Mm-hmm still there's still things that everybody needs to learn how yeah. to do like cooking a meal teach or them how to planning a, a check budget. check yeah. the tire or their tire yeah. air pressure and mm-hmm. how to fill the tires check the yeah. oil you know mm-hmm. just things that everybody's gonna have to deal with you know yeah. i mean it it just seems like we're getting away and putting way too much pressure on anyone everyone and i i think the pressure is actually boiling over and mm-hmm. causing a lot of issues I could be wrong, but it just seems like the pressure put on today's kids is higher than ever. Mm-hmm. And we rank low in everything now. Yeah. You were, this country used to lead in math and the arts and everything. And we're mm-hmm. not even in the top 20 of anything anymore. Yeah. Yet we're putting more pressure on them than we ever have. Yeah, for sure. And yet, um, yeah. How many kids know how to change their own oil? Um, speaking of which... I'm going to put a plug in for joltparts.com right now. If you want to make it super easy to change your oil, go over there and get an easy oil drain for your car. It will make your life so much easier. Even if it's not uh, you doing the oil change, your mechanic will thank you because it's just a flick of a switch and you drain your oil and then flip the switch back and it seals it back up. Yeah. They're amazing little units. We sell a yep. ton of them, and they lock great, so you don't have to worry about them coming undone. I, I guess uh, I'm really keen on this because I put a easy oil drain on my vehicles, and yeah, I just changed my oil a couple weeks ago. Went from like an hour long process. Well, you to didn't a buy them minute. from me. No, well, not at the time that I bought them. I bought them from you, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a different company. It wasn't yeah, true. Joe Good Parts. point. Well, I mean, to kind of wrap it up, I mean, days of confused, you know, as we always do, we don't get too in-depth on anything because go watch it your damn self. Exactly. I mean, but this was Porter's pick. Mm -hmm. He wanted to talk about it a little bit. I think we need to get him a little more comfortable with the mic Mm -hmm. um, because he's just sitting here looking at me. (laughs) (laughs) But he's got some good things to say, too, so I'm glad that you came on again, Porter. Yeah, thank you. Let us uh, tell everyone where they can reach us at, Porter. Where can they email us at? 
You have uh, no idea. I have no clue. That's because you don't email us. It's uh, about what pod at gmail.com. And we're about what pod Podcast. on Instagram. Yeah, just about what pod. About what pod. You can listen to us on Spotify, Castbox, yeah. Apple, anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah. We're out there everywhere. We're not really on Twitter because that's kind of going away. <laughs> yeah good, good but, job uh, <laughs> but we'll be back next week and i'm sure porter will pop in from here and then and we'll get him comfortable with everything and it's been good talking to you guys